The following program is recorded content created by the Truth Network. It's Matt Slick Live. Matt is the founder and president of the Christian Apologetics Research Ministry, found online at CARM.org. When you have questions about Bible doctrines, turn to Matt Slick Live for answers. Taking your calls and responding to your questions at 877-207-2276. Here's Matt Slick. Hey everybody, welcome to the show. It's me, Matt Slick. I hope you had a great weekend. I had an interesting weekend and um, and stuff. Boy, I'll tell you, a lot of work, a lot of things I'm doing. Hey, if you want to give me a call, we have, uh, now, we get a little bit of a problem with the lines. We'll have two out of four lines working right now. So if you want to give me a call, that's all you got to do is uh, just dial 877 and we can talk. Not a big deal, pretty easy to do, and uh, for those of you who right now are watching on line and playing with some settings on the cameras and stuff like that. There's a camera behind me. In fact, I got a bit of a story to tell you. Uh, so uh, I'm prepping here, and hopefully we'll start by the end of the week. I'm prepping to uh, start doing some uh, one-minute videos and uh, some other stuff. And uh, we got a new camera and the whole thing. And on Thursday night, I had a Bible study that's going to teach. Oh, man. And if you're a computer tech, you'll chuckle at this one. So I was a computer tech at HP Hewlett Packard for about five years, and uh, you know we'd all had our stories of great successes and great failures. Uh, we would get behind the do- closed doors in our lab, we called it, and we would talk about what we did right, did wrong, did, you know, and we just laugh each other's failures and applaud each other's successes. Well, Thursday night I uh, I spent a lot of time trying to figure out why uh, the audio would not work for the Bible study, and it was so upsetting to me that I just couldn't teach. I said, just, we're done with it. And um, another tech guy was there, and he we both just gave up after a while. And we just had, uh, instead of a study, we had a nice conversation with a bunch of people at the house. So uh, two days later, I got my um, my stuff, and I said, I'm going to beat this. I'm going to figure it out. It took me a half hour, and I solved it. And uh, there's a little mute button on the laptop for the microphone. That's all. It's a little bit, I didn't even know it was there. I'm like, what's that? Click, everything works. So it was a, uh, we call it an operator error. And I told another tech friend of mine um, over the weekend about it, and he laughed. Not at mockery. He goes, yeah, <laughs> been there. <laughs> any rate, so uh, how about that? That was pretty good. And uh, if you want to give me a call, we have open lines. So we have a problem. Uh, we have a problem uh, with a line, so uh, if you call and there's a busy signal, just co- wait a couple of minutes, wait them off the line, then call back. So half of the lines are working, half of them are not, of course, so uh, we'll just work around that. And if you want to email me uh, instead of call, you can do that by just emailing at info at carm.org, info at carm.org. And uh, you have a comment or a question, just say, uh, you know, comment or question for the radio show, the title, and uh, I can get right to it. All right, no problem. Let's get on the air with Alberto from Georgia. Alberto, welcome. You're on the air. Yes, good evening, Matt Slick. My question is, shouldn't uh, the Christians owe an apology to the terrorists and the Muslims and the gangbangers that kill each other? Because the Puritan and the Calvinist and the Reformer did, did, did the same thing. They were killing people and burning people uh, for, the, for, the, for their, their belief system. So they, they're doing the name for the name of Jesus. They, they, were, they were killing people left and right. John Owen, John Knox, and in England, they started killing people. They thinking they were witches and put them in the ice 
and the drip and the drop them in a, a, a hole of ice, thinking that they, 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 they drowned, they were not a witch, or they, they, they didn't drown, they were a witch, and then that's then that transferred that same uh, ideology to uh, Salem, Massachusetts, started burning um, witches and all that. What do you think? First, first of all, I don't know if any of that's true. Uh, I'll have to see some documentation. John Owen was doing this. John Knox was doing this. The Salem witch trials were in America, and Knox and Owens were not in America. They were in uh, in Britain area. So I'm curious uh, where you got that information. But let's just say that it's the case that some Christians did this, which um, would not be a Christian thing to do because this is not in the Bible. And I've had Muslims tell me, well, God, you know, in the Old Testament, God had people killed. So that's what your Bible teaches. And I says, yeah, in the Old Testament, in the Old Covenant, we're not under the Old Covenant anymore. And I say, show me where the Christian scriptures teach doing what you guys do. Just show me. And they can't because it's not there. So we don't owe any Muslims any apologies for anything like that. That's just how it goes. Uh, if people did kill others... Um, well, that's on them. Okay, we don't uh, we don't owe them an apology. We didn't do it. I didn't do it. It's like uh, my ancestors came over from Germany in the mid to late eighteen hundreds, and so none of them had any slaves. But let's just say some of my ancestors did. Okay, do I owe any present day uh, black people apologies? No. Why would I? So uh, I don't uh, believe in that kind of thing, and, and uh, the past is what it is. Let's move on, and, uh, and stuff like that. But the Muslim religion is a, is a dangerous religion, and uh, the Quran does teach uh, terrorism. It does teach killing people. I have articles on that on the website. Okay? Yeah, but I understand all that. But the point is, it did happen. So, so, so I'm going to use that to test a different teacher to do that. But still, you can't forget history. I mean, oh, I understand that the terrorists that Muslims still do with the day, but still the Christians did do it. You know, and and, and, and they killed a lot of Catholics in Ireland. You know, yeah, so, a lot of people did a lot of bad things. I understand and that. Catholics killed Protestants. Protestants killed Catholics. That kind of stuff is true. You mentioned those individuals. I don't know if that that's the case. So what do we do? What, do we go to the Catholics and say, "Hey, I'm sorry. I didn't do anything. Why am I sorry?" It's a it's a sinful if any side kills another side for those reasons that they did that. It was sinful from both sides. So if the Catholics uh, killed a, prod, a lot of Protestants, and they did, lots of them, in torturous ways, were the Catholics apologizing? And if a Catholic came up to me and said, look, I want to apologize for you, I'd say, why? You didn't do anything. I'd say, I don't, I don't get that. It's It's not something that they've done. If they say, on behalf of the of the Catholic Church, they would apologize. I'd say, do you represent the Catholic Church? No. Well, then how could you do that? So I'm just a little bit more level-headed about it, I guess, than a lot of people. You know, okay? All right. All right yeah. Thank you. Okay. Sounds good. All right. So here's a thought. I was at the Grand Canyon years ago, and uh, I think it was a Navajo guy I met. We're sitting, and uh, we just got talking. And he was a full-blooded, I think it was Navajo. I, I may be wrong on that, but, uh, you know, he's American Indian. And I thought, oh, really? I said, man, it's a pleasure to meet you. 
and we got talking, and um, you know, it was a nice conversation. So I remember thinking how the Indians were treated badly in America, and they were. But they also treated each other badly, too. That doesn't excuse anything, but uh, the people came in, they did a lot of bad stuff. And I think that they're reaping the consequences of others' uh, sinful actions. And I feel bad for that situation. And I would never oppress them or want them oppressed. I don't owe them an apology. And you know, and if they were, if the guy were to look at me and say, "Look, you owe us an apology," why? What did I do? I didn't do anything. Well, your ancestors. I'm not my ancestors, and my ancestors didn't come over here and do that anyway. So. You know, I've always wondered about that and wondered why um, people get all been out of shape about that. Like, you owe apologies. And then reparations, like, oh, my goodness. Uh, there, are, there were like 150,000 uh, white people who were slaves in America in the 1800s. And they were from, I want to say Ireland, uh, Scotland, Ireland, Ireland, I think. There were Chinese slaves and there were uh, slave owners who were black owning black slaves. In America, so you know it's a big topic. And um, do we owe apologies? I didn't do anything wrong. If I do something wrong, I'll apologize. But I didn't do anything wrong. Let's get to Ryan from Pennsylvania. Ryan, welcome. You're on the air. Uh, thank you for taking my call. I was listening mm-hmm. to your show last week, and you gave somebody a, a, um, uh, a definition of agnosticism and atheism. And um, I was curious why you did not use the uh, definition of atheism that uh, Gordon Stein used in his debate with Greg Bonson. Uh, because I don't remember uh, what Gordon Stein said while he got his rear handed to him by Greg Bonson. But uh, I've talked to so many atheists, and uh, I just say they're functionally the uh, the same. And, uh, agnostics and atheists are functionally the same because neither includes God as, uh, in, the, in the explanatory realm. Okay. Well, Stein's uh, exact quote is, rather, an atheist says that he has examined the proofs that are offered by theists and finds them inadequate. And uh, I think that's a, a very, very strong position for them to take. Well, it doesn't, but inadequate doesn't mean he does or does not believe. You can say they're inadequate, then he's saying that his belief is based purely on his decision. And many atheists say that's not the case. You can't decide to believe something. I've had many arguments from that. I've had atheists who are strict materialists and physicalists, and some atheists who are mm-hmm. spiritualists, and they're still atheists. Mm-hmm. Then I have atheists who think that there's a kind of uh, presence of divinity behind and in all things of which we are all partakers, mm-hmm. or kind of New Age-ish, that, where they deny that there's an absolute God. So I always ask which kind of atheist you are. And... If that uh, definition from Stein is to be used, what gives him the right to say that he represents all atheists? I've talked to so many atheists over the years, and they have a different definitions. If I were debating Stein, and I would have loved to have debated Stein, uh, I would have said, why is that definition the right one? And if it's just your opinion, that's what it is, okay. But you can't say, this is how all the atheists are. You can just say, this is how my opinion of it, then we'll d- discuss things. I, I don't think he was trying to speak for all atheists. But anyway, I just I just found it interesting that, uh, well, I mean, I agree with the idea that all the proofs the theists offer are inadequate, and uh, but I'm a Christian, and uh, but um, uh, it's it's a an interesting scenario that I found, and like I say, I thought it was a stronger position to take to say that uh, the proofs are inadequate rather than possibly saying, you know, I can prove there is no God. 
and uh, so it's an evaluative sort of uh, understanding of things. But um, well, I, I would disagree. Uh, anyway, you know, well, I mean, the thing is, and this is a point that I try to make over and over again, is that um, there is no necessary um, relationship between any logical conclusion, regardless of how valid or sound, um, and truth. Um, that um, logic does not um, lend itself to deciding what is true and what is not. It simply uh, tells us what necessarily follows from a given set of premises. And uh, there, there's no necessary connection between that conclusion and truth. So wait a minute. You say there's no connection between logic and truth? No, I said there's no necessary connection between any logical conclusion and truth. Okay, so if uh, Bob is saying that um, that there is a dish on the counter and Frank is saying there's not a dish on the counter and they're both talking about the same place at the same time, both statements mm-hmm. can't be true, we conclude that one of them is r- wrong. Is that a bearing of truth related to the conclusion? Okay, if we say A or not A, um, A, therefore, uh, 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 not not A, then we are drawing a conclusion from that. And we are simply saying that not not A uh, necessarily follows from the premises that are given. And uh, so, a double negative. Uh, but you said there's no bearing. Logic has no bearing on truth. How do you know I that logic that has no bearing on truth? No conclusions. That's I right. Logical conclusions. That's right. You said a lot. I'll talk about this when you get back. Matt, I, I did. I, I, I created myself. There's no necessary connection between any logical conclusion and truth. Next between. I'm gonna, we have to take a break, so hold on. Be right back, okay? Hey, folks, we'll be right back. We have open lines 877 207 We'll be right back. Matt Slick Live, taking your calls at 877-207-2276. Here's Matt Slick. All right, everybody, welcome back to the show. Let's get back on with Ryan from Pennsylvania. Ryan, are you still there? I'm still here. Thank you for letting me hold. Sure. So uh, you said, let me get this right, no necessary connection between logical conclusions and truth. Is that correct? No necessary uh, relationship. Um, there are no necessary relationship between any logical conclusion and truth. Between what uh, any... logic tells us is what necessarily follows from a given set of premises or not. Oh, That's okay. it. So no necessary, or you're saying there there is no, let me get this right, there is no necessary relationship between any logical conclusion and truth. Okay. Correct. So... Premise one, all men are mortal. Premise two, Socrates mm-hmm. was a man. Conclusion, therefore mm-hmm. Socrates was mortal. That's a valid syllogism, correct? Sure. So is it true that Socrates was mortal according to the syllogism? Sure. But uh, again, because you have that going with uh, Socrates, does not, necess- does not uh, mean that it occurs that way with all logical conclusions. And like I yeah. say, it is a syllogism. And it necessarily follows from the premises, but uh, whether or not it is true has, uh, has really has no bearing. Let me give you an, another example. Wait, 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 if we wait, have wait, a, a wait, go ahead. You, you said there's no necessary relationship between any logical conclusion and truth. I just gave you mm-hmm. one instances 
one instance. Mm-hmm. So it's true that Socrates is mortal mm-hmm. in that syllogism. So therefore, mm-hmm. if it's true, then there is a relation, necessary mm-hmm. relationship between a logical conclusion and truth. Okay. In that circumstance, um, yes, we can say that that is also true. Okay. But um, then your statements uh, falsified. Okay. Um, I said any conclusion. Yeah. Uh, not every conclusion. Okay. Okay. So, so the um, so any so how do we falsify your statement? There is no necessary relationship between any logical conclusion and truth. What's the falsification of it? What's the corollary? Showing that every conclusion has a relationship with uh, with truth. So, every conclusion. Can you think of any conclusion that has no bearing or relationship to tr- to truth? Sure. If we um, let me put this out, that uh, let's say, for instance, we have a proof, and the um, the valid sound conclusion of that proof is there is no God. Okay, that has no bearing on as to whether or not there really is a God or not. Uh, or we have a proof that says there is a God that has absolutely no bearing on whether or not there really is a God or not. It is yes, simply it, something that uh, necessarily follows from the premises, that's all. Okay. <clears throat> but you said relation to the truth. So um, you haven't uh, you haven't defined what you mean by relationship. Is it necessary mm-hmm. causal, modus ponens, modus tollens? Uh, is it deductive, inductive, abductive? But you see, to say that mm-hmm. someone to conclude there is no God has a relationship to the truth. God exists. That is true. The relationship is that it is incorrect. Mm-hmm. So well, if I say, truth. if I say the moon is made of green cheese, if the moon is made of green cheese, uh, therefore God exists. Premise number two: the moon is made of green cheese, therefore God exists. That's a valid uh, inference, but has no bearing on whether or not the conclusion is true. No, or, well, yes, on bearing. See, here's the thing. The problem is you're not defining your terms. No bearing on it, no relationship. You can have a relationship. Uh, there's different kinds of relationships. There's, uh, there's familial relationship, marriage relationship, positional, logical. Mm-hmm. And so we're talking about logical relationships. So the premise of God's existence, for example, it's the case that God exists. That is, a, it's a given. We both hold to that worldview. So the relationship to that, any conclusion where there's a negation of God's existence has a relationship to the truth. The relationship is that it is false to that other truth. So it has no truth bearing, so there's a relationship of truth to it in that it lacks the quality and condition of truth. Okay, okay if you, let's, let's say you have premise number one, which says, if the moon is made of green cheese, then God exists. Premise number two, the moon is made of green cheese. The conclusion, therefore, God exists. Now you're taking another step and saying, therefore, that conclusion is true. So you're taking another logical step after you're drawing the conclusion. Okay, so you're, and there's no reason to take that logical step. You're you're, uh, you're changing your your initial thing. You said there's no necessary relation between any logical conclusion, so that could be falsified. Uh-huh. I already did that. Um, so now you're saying everyone, and I still say it has a relationship because the relationship is either that it is true or it's not the case that it's true, which is a relationship issue. And you haven't defined what relationship means. If it's if it's necessary, true, necessarily true, or necessarily not the case that it's true. If it's not the case that it's true, it still has a relationship with truth. So I just don't agree with your uh, well your, your condition there. Well, what we're what I'm talking about is that the, uh, the the difference between saying that something is true and something is truth functionally true. So while logic deals in truth functions, not in truth per se. 
So uh, when we say all men are mortal, Socrates is a man, therefore Socrates is immortal, we are talking about the, uh, the uh, valid inference involved in that, and that is what logic deals with, and the conclusion definitely uh, follows from the premises. To take the next step and say, therefore, that conclusion is true, is a, uh, a, uh, a step that logic does not take. The only thing logic shows is whether or not the conclusion uh, follows from the premises. That's what logic does. And I just showed you from the syllogism, the classic one, all men are mortal, Socrates was a man, therefore Socrates is mortal. The conclusion is a truth value, and it's true. So there is a relationship. It's a truth functional value. Yeah, that's right. There you go. A truth functional value. It functions as true or it functions as false. That's what logic deals with. So is the statement statement Socrates was mortal, is it true or not true? Uh, the, it is true, but it is also um, necessarily uh, follows from the premise that you get. So, yes, um, so the conclusion uh, is again, true. Well, that conclusion, yes, you can take the next step with that, but it's not necessary to. So you can simply say yes, that it, it follows from the premises and leave it at that in, in, uh, in logic, because that's all yes, logic it is. does. It's necessarily true. If premise one and premise two are, are both valid, the conclusion is necessary given the premises in this case. Well, first of all, premises are not valid or invalid. They're either truth functionally true or truth functionally false. No, but they're valid or invalid. Wrong terminology for it. Okay. No. Statements are true or false. They are not valid or invalid. Inferences and proofs are valid or invalid. Okay. okay. Yeah. Um, well, we'll just go in circles here, but uh, uh, we can move along because, you know, my false Well, you're wrong statement. about valid statements and invalid statements because it's... Uh, uh, again, logic does not deal with it. There's no such thing as a valid or invalid statement. It's either true or false. Valid, okay, that's valid, fine. Uh, validity and invalidity are okay, towards proofs and arguments. Okay, that's fine. So uh, it's still true that uh, if all men are mortal, and Socrates was a man, then therefore Socrates was mortal, mm-hmm. it's still truth, and it relates to the truth of actuality. So, yeah, I, I don't have any problem with that. But we're going to move along, okay? So I appreciate you calling, Ryan. Okay. okay. All right, thanks. All right. We have open line 877-207-7276. Let's get to our Netta from Raleigh. Welcome. You're on the air. Hi, Matt. Um, nice to uh, talk with you. I just had a question, and I just kind of came in on the tail end of sure. one of your questions prior. But I guess my question is, who is the real children of Israel? Uh, because when we think about, you know, we kind of, in my eyes, we kind of cater I want to hear this. We got a break, so uh, we just got to go. So hold on. After the break, we'll talk about that, okay? Hold on, okay? Okay. All right. Hey, folks, we'll be right back after these messages. Give me a call, 877-207-2276. Be right back. Matt Slick Live, taking your calls at 877-207-2276. Here's Matt Slick. Hey, everyone, welcome back to the show. We're at the bottom of the hour. If you want to give me a call, 877-207-2276. And if you want, you can email me, info at karm.org, with a comment or a question. Uh, Just title it something with the radio show, and uh, we can get to it. All right, let's get back on here with Arnetta from Raleigh, North Carolina. Welcome. You're on the air. Okay, where were we? Um, I was asking the question, who is really the true uh, children of Israel? Because 
as I read in the Bible, it seems like no other culture lines up, especially not the culture that we are saying they are the real, true Jews. So I'm just trying to figure out why are we not clear on this. Um, I guess at the end of the day, there's, to me, in my opinion, people of color have more of a description than anybody that would fit Israel. So you're a Hebrew Israelite. No, I'm just asking the question because everybody says Mm -hmm. that we, you know, of course, have to return to Israel. And when we bless Israel, um, I I don't know exactly where it's found, but as we bless them, you know, that's that's the Mm -hmm. true way uh, for the Lord's return. Do you uh, do you believe in the Trinity by any chance? Just curious. I do. And is Jesus God in flesh? I believe he is God in flesh, not as we see it, but in spirit, but not in flesh. In yeah, he's a man right now. He's in body of flesh and bones. That's, that's what the scriptures teach. It's a very important doctrine. Um, so are the true Jews uh, black people? Oh, I don't know. I just said according to the to the Bible, the description doesn't fit the people that are there. Um, they don't mm. seem to love all people. So you have to love oh. all people. Oh. Um, so I just got back from Israel, and uh, the people there were polite. The Israelites were uh, open, uh, full of smiles. We had a great time. All of them treated us very well on our tour. They welcomed people into their country. They don't like the terrorists, of course. So they are loving them, and they do help a lot of people. So I'm not sure, you know, where you're getting that. Are you there? Uh, okay. If you look, if if you look at statistics, and, and, and we base it on economics, um, they don't engage with a lot of different diversity. As far as I won't just say people of color. I mean all people. When you look at the Jews. Um, they really? stick to their culture. They stick to their communities. They say, I get it. There's a group in every hmm. society that's nice. I mean, I've got nice neighbors, but maybe my neighbors, you know, don't have nice neighbors. So I, I'm not getting to this, huh. you know, little narrow point. I'm, I'm taking it to say, yeah, we're always saying, okay, no reparations. Let's not talk about this culture. Let's talk about that culture. But every culture has been on the well, forefront except people of color. I don't understand what you're saying, uh, but I, I went when I was in Israel. I went to the uh, tomb or the area of, of Abraham's burial, and uh, there was a black woman there, and she was a, a soldier. She's a Hebrew. <laughs> she was right there. She was a Jew, and we talked. I go, hey, you're Jewish. She goes, yeah, perfect English and uh, great. You know, she spoke uh, Hebrew also, and there were others there too, like that too. I mean, I'm just telling you what I saw. Uh, so, do you believe in this thing called reparations? Uh, I believe what's good for the goose is good for the gander. Every culture has had reparations except black people. Do you believe that we should have reparations for the black people here in America? I believe what's good for the goose is okay. good for the gander. I got Under that. Obama's you're not answering the question. You're not, you're everybody not has had, everybody has received some type of compensation other than really? people of color. Really? Is that not true? Uh, yeah. 
everybody's received reparations. So uh, the American Indians and the Chinese uh, here in America, what, did they receive the reparations? Holocaust survivors have received. Well, wait, 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 wait. I asked about the Chinese and the American Indians. Have they received reparations? I'm not saying just reparations. I'm saying monies and compensation. Every culture That's what reparations is. You said everybody has except for the black people. Okay. I asked about the Chinese and I asked about the American Indians. Have they received reparations? You said any, everybody except. the Obama administration, I believe. I'm not sure about the Chinese, but I think they just got some laws passed. To me, that's still, a, that's still an offset of reparations. It doesn't always have to be monetary. Okay. okay so, so they've um, had a lot of laws passed so, on their behalf. So you're saying then, then, are you saying you'd like to get some money? Is that what you're saying? You want some? No, no, no. I'm not saying money. No. I'm not saying anything that is... Well, what I want is the fairness. If you felt that would be fair? This, this group over here, it could be... When I say economics, it could be many things. It could be education. It could be housing. It could be uh, land. It well, could hold, be okay, not... Now. Monetary is not even hold what on. we're built on. You know what I mean? Okay, so it's, well, that's a man system. Well, okay. Take myself for I can't speak for all people, but I can tell you, I'm a white guy, and um, I went into big debt in college and seminary for education, and I didn't get it paid off until about five years ago. And I'm that was in my sixties, and no one gave me any jobs. No one gave me any education. I had to work my rear off to get everything. And so, uh, what I mean, the benefit I had was my own elbow grease and determination to work through systems and to work the best I could. And it was not easy. It was not easy. Okay. So, that would be the I mean, how have I received the, uh, how have I that. personally, how have I received this economic uh, unfair benefit, for example? I mean, I'm looking at not just. A, fa- a small little group of people, handful. If we just go back to some history of the country, if we just revisit just Tulsa, if we revisit Black Wall Street, if we revisit uh, Mississippi, a lot of things have not been addressed. I get it. We've, oh, we've progressed a little handful of people, sure, but I'm asking for all of those for all of those that have participated in any type of this America this United States, when we look at it, who really lines up in Scripture like 400 years of slavery and who is what? now saying we must return to Israel because they, are the, black Hebrews are, like they are the truth and they are the truth. So, wait a minute. Uh, so, did you know that white people were also enslaved in America? Did you know that? Not 400 years. No, I didn't ask that. Uh and it wasn't 400 years. I just asked, uh, did you know that? And the Chinese were also enslaved. I'm not saying it was okay. I mean, it's all wrong. But did you know that? Did There's you know no other culture owned? that matches the description did, of scripture no, 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 than people of color. Did you know that a lot of black uh, black slave owners were in America? Did you know that? Absolutely. Okay. But if you look at 400 years, actually 364 years to be exact, if you look right there, you just stop right there. What other culture has literally been through any of that that lines up with Scripture? That's what I'm asking you. That we would define that Israel 
is now the people that God is really saying, do for Israel, and I will bless you. That's all I'm asking. I'm just trying to understand that. I'm not sure I understand. The Jews were slaves in Egypt. Okay. I'm asking you, who lines up with the scripture that says you will be enslaved for 400 years, you will be taken out of your land, you will be scattered. All you know the word. You are an expert. I'm just asking that question. Who defines and who says that Israel, the people there, are the people that God is literally lining up what we call in end time prophecy, end time revelation? I'm just trying to find out if they are the real people, then do they participate with all cultures? Because it still seems a little bit in their own little box. And I don't okay, know. Hold on, hold on, hold I on. So I, I, I'm just, I'm really intrigued by this. Uh, you're talking like a black Hebrew Israelite person. Okay. And uh, no, are white I'm people. I'm talking as a child and a daughter of, of the Most High. Hold on, hold on. And are white I, people. Ba- I believe I just, hold on. in my father that will hold answer on. all questions. Well, hold on, hold that on. That are inspired by people like you that study. Hold on, hold on. You haven't established anything. I'm just asking questions, trying to find out where you are. Are white people evil? That's not my question. I'm just trying to find I know, out who. I know it's not. You look at but I want Jews, to know what your answer is. Look at the Jews. I, I want would say to know, everything. Arnett, Arnetta, I want to know what your answer is. Mm-hmm. Are white people evil? I have a reason for asking. I think, we're born, I think we're born into evil, all of us. Are the white people going to be slaves of uh, the black people later? Oh, I, that's not my question. I understand it's not your question. I'm asking you (laughs) questions to find out where you are, because you're speaking Hebrew-Israelite stuff. And I also know that Hebrew-Israelites say it's okay to lie to white people, and you can kill them. Not every one of them says that, but I know that's part of the the theology of some of them. I don't know where you're coming from. I'm trying to find out. You see? I'm just trying trying to to find out. out. We got a break. We we got a break. Hold on. Hold on. We got a break. Hold on. Hey, folks, we'll be right back after this message. We'll be right back. It's Matt Slick Live, taking your calls at 877-207-2276. Here's Matt Slick. All right, buddy, welcome back to the show. All right. Let's get back on here with Arnetta. Are you there? Yes, I'm here. And, and Matt, I listen to your shows. I, I don't okay. have, you know, I don't, I'm not trying to, you know, debate with you or anything about it. I'm just trying to get my question answered because I'm really sick and oh, tired right. of everybody. Bless Israel. You know, God will bless you. And I'm like, well, okay, if that's true, if that's true, then they need to bless the people of God. You know, so um, when so we let me think about it, we have to. Yeah, we have to really just dig deep in scripture and I, I don't know of any Let me answer of any other coach even identify with what has happened when he okay. says Can I answer? Okay. Sure. Genesis fifteen, thirteen and fourteen says God said to Abram, For you know for certain that your descendants will be as strangers in a land that's not theirs, and they'll be enslaved and oppressed four hundred years. And it'll be their nation to judge them, etc. And now is that what you're referring to? Um, that, yeah, that's part of okay. it. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, now, in Acts 7, 55, or not 7, 55, but Acts 7, 5 through 6, the context is Stephen's preaching, and he says, God appeared to Abraham in Mesopotamia, then he goes on in verse 5. 
He gave them no inheritance in it, not even a foot of ground. And yet, even when they had no child, he promised that he would give it to him as a possession and to his descendants after him. But God spoke to this effect that his descendants would be aliens in a foreign land and that they would be enslaved and mistreated 400 years. Now, Paul then says in Galatians 3.17, what I'm saying is this, the law, which came 430 years later, does not invalidate a covenant previously ratified by God so as to nullify the promise. So the 430 is just specific. 400 is a generic number. And so Stephen is saying that the 400 years deals with the time of Abraham being oppressed. And of course, it's in Egypt. And Paul says that the 430 years, which that's what it is, is uh, comes 430 years. The law came, which is Moses, which is after being set free from the land of oppression of Egypt. So what that verse in Genesis 15:13 through 14 is talking about is uh, the people of Israel enslaved in Egypt. There's your scriptures for you. Okay. Okay. And who are who are the people in Israel? That we're, we're, that we're returning. Okay, I answered you. Do, you. do you understand the answer? Do you see that this 400-something years that you want to say cannot be applied from the Scriptures to the blacks who were slaves in America? Do you see that? Uh, no, I don't see that. You want to go over it again? Mm-hmm. I go over it again I if don't. you want. You don't want to go over it no, again? You don't want no, to go over just, what the Word of God I'm just says I'm just about this. You're talking about dates with man's law. So I'm going to. Wait, 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 wait. wait I have a problem here. Excuse me. Excuse me. Excuse me. Mm-hmm. Arnetta, you raised an issue from Scripture. I addressed it from Scripture, showing that what you taught was incorrect. You disagree with it. And then you want to go on, which tells me you're not interested in the Word of God. You're interested in your agenda. That's what it's telling me. I just proved you incorrect from Scripture. No, my question that you still didn't answer was, who are the real children of Israel? Well, that's that's another question. You said that that was for 400. You said... Hold on, Arnetta. Arnetta, Arnetta. You said that they they were for over 400 years they were oppressed. Who does that apply to? I answered you who it applies to. Now you're moving the goalpost. Now you want to know who the true Jews are. Well, I'll tell you what. You can do some research. And you can do some research on genetics. They have these genetic profiles that go back, and they can trace them back into varying areas that originate out of Africa, out of Asia, and of varying places. And from what I understand and what I've seen in the research... The blacks don't fit into the uh, the people of Israel in that time. It's the Jewish people who have the same genetic line today as uh, as is traced back geographically. Are you aware of that uh, research? I am. I'm just trying to figure what, at the end of the day, <laughs> what culture leaves out people and. Jews, white people, where do they mix in? Okay, you are just all. All you're doing is 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 arguing out of a vague ideology, a vague concept. And uh, look, I've already answered you in two different ways, and I'm trying to be mean, but it seems to me you're more interested in agenda uh, in this this issue. So uh, I think what we can do is move along. We've got to call our waiting and stuff okay. like that. Thank you. Okay. But I do appreciate you calling, and please continue to listen if you can, okay? 
All right. Appreciate it. All right. Let's get to Eldrick. Eldrick. Yes. Is that you, Eldrick? Yes. All right, yes. man. Hey, you're on the air, buddy. Oh, okay. Well, let me turn down the radio then. Okay. <clears throat> Quick question. You sure. were, you were just talking about the Israelites, and you know, I, I just want to touch on that real real quick. You know, I got family members that's doing all that mess, and it is cool. I ain't gonna call it mess. I'm just gonna call it oh, misunderstood. Bad. It's bad. Say what now? Yes. The Hebrews like movement okay. is really bad. It's very racist. Yeah, it's bad. Yes, it is. Now, with, with mm-hmm. that said, I want to ask a question. Sure. I was born in '84. Okay. I was born in '84. Mm-hmm. First time I went to Washington State. You know, going to see okay. a movie. I was yeah. in my early twenties. Called me a derogatory name while I'm walking down the street. Cool. Oh, I'm like, okay, we back in the sixties. Oh, we back in the fifties. Whatever. What I'm trying to ask is, how do we, uh, as a culture, as a race of human beings, change the narrative? Because, like, as me being born in 84, I have been harassed, I've been detained, I've been falsely imprisoned. And it's like, just just based on the area, because, you know, everybody can't afford to live in a nice area. So if you if your parents don't make a lot of money, you know, you're going to be in what they call the projects. So, mm-hmm. you know, even, I'm I'm going all the way back. And it's kind of personal because I'm I'm really trying to figure this out because in my lifetime, you know, mm-hmm. I'm not quite 40 yet, but in my lifetime I I, I look back and and I have to laugh because I'm I'm a believer in Christ. I believe in the Trinity. I believe in God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. And you know, He say, "Let His word be true, and every man a liar." You know. So when I when I sit back and I look at the culture as as society today, and we still have a whole bunch of, you know, I'm gonna say bad apples, because it's like they do. Well, I well I ain't gonna say they do. I'm gonna say culture or society has put a bad stigma on darker yeah. colors. Uh, and I I I, I ask I ask God all the time. You know why is it like this? You know why why yeah. do you have to go through different different trials and try to be a productive citizen in in the United States? That's all I want to know because it, it, it kind of sure. bothers me, like I said. Yeah, yeah, and, and I'm with you. You know, uh, I get it. Uh, I know what it means to be persecuted just because of who you are. Uh, and, you know, I'm not comparing it to skin color, but, uh, <laughs> yeah. But first of all, there's a lot of horrible things that are being done in America uh, because of race. Uh, now, I believe personally there's only one race, the human race. And uh, black, brown, white, green, orange, you're all, we're all the same. And we just have different skin tones. That's how I look at it. And I also look, personally, I look at people as just uh, containers for souls, so to speak. I see, I try and see into what a person is as a soul, as a person before God. That's how I, I try and see people. What are they like inside? That's just me. Now, I remember my grandmother. Uh, she literally, and I'm 66, so she came back, she came out west in the wagons. She really did. And... uh she would talk about black people in derogatory terms. And, I, and I'd say, Grandma, don't, don't do that. So there's a cultural thing that it is being 
whittled away little by little by little and it's getting better it's not perfect we've got a long way to go we really do and so it's just it's the issue of sin and what do we do about it well what we do is we get Christ preached because in Christ we're all the same we're all one people and that's how we're to see each other the regeneration of the heart needs to happen but the unbelievers don't want to have Christ but even then most unbelievers I know have no prejudice against any other person of color most people I know now I've encountered some that do okay and I, I rebuked them but what are we going to do we, just, we acknowledge that the sin is real and then each individual tries to work where he's at to make it better and there's another thing is sin can be forgiven but the effects of it continue and I've said this before many times I think that the black culture has really suffered greatly because of the past slavery when the fathers would be shipped off breaking up families I mean to destroy families and they would be, you know, slave over here, slave over there, and then bred out. I mean, this stuff is horrifying. It's horrible. And the consequences of it on the black community is just not gone as soon as they're, so to speak, freed. Uh, um, freed. The consequences come down for generations. And these, this is sin that has caused this, and the effects of it are there. So what do we do? We have to move past it the best we can. Each person is responsible in his particular context to do the best he can and to promote harmony and happiness and fairness etc it doesn't mean it's all going to happen all at once but that's what we got to do that's how we work it and you know it bothers me that you said that not that you said it but that it happened you're in Washington State and you know and someone insulted you because of I guess you're a black guy on that and it's like man that's you know it just bothers me why would anybody do that I don't get that but there's less and less of that happening so you know, I'm not sure oh, what to yeah. tell you, but yeah, it's it's horrible. And I, you know, it, it sucks. It does. Okay. okay. Well, I was just asking. I thank you. Yeah. You know, but I really think as a culture, we preach Christ. You know, yep. Him crucified, Him one under His covenant. Well, in His covenant. Yeah. You know, we can change a lot of things, but I feel like the the the, the body of Christ. It's kind of playing the sidelines, and it's a lot of things that I think you know. As a as a mm-hmm. believers, you know, true believers. I mean, you know, when I say true mm-hmm. believers, I mean like you know, every man a lie, and God is the truth. You know, Amen. Uh, we need. I'm to, with you, brother. Like, come together, come mm-hmm. together. You know, Amen. I don't know. I just, I just I'm with you. It to happen one day. I'm with you. I agree. And when Jesus comes back, it's going to be taken care of. And we're all going to be in heaven together. And that's what I look forward to. And, um, you know, I don't care what color people are. And all my friends, we don't care. Uh, We just care what kind of person are you. And we need more of that. We judge them by their actions. Just like uh, Martin Luther. I mean, Martin Luther King said, you know, by their actions. That's what. I don't care what color you are. You're a bad guy. I don't want anything to do with you. You're a good guy. (laughs) <laughs> you know, welcome. That's it. That's how I view it, you know. So I don't care. But yeah, it, it's just a lot of bad stuff. But racism is being stirred up in America, unfortunately. It, and just, that just, is crazy. But the truth is, is I, I love, you know, I'm like, like I say, I, I grew up AME. Me, I'm, in, and oh. and Damn, hey, I'm sorry, brother. We're out of time, man. I don't want to cut you off. Oh, okay. We're going to be out of time. Call back tomorrow and let's continue talking, okay? You're welcome to. Yes, All right? sir. 
You have a good one. I like listening to your show. All right, man. Hey, God bless. Sorry we're out of time, but I wanted to hear you. But that's just the way it is. All right, man. God bless, brother. Hey, folks, we're out of time. May the Lord bless you. And by his grace, we're back on here tomorrow. And hopefully we'll have more good conversations. Talk to you later. Another program powered by the Truth Network.